Welcome to Clearing the Haze, where we discuss the truth about vaping and key issues impacting the vapor industry. My name is Cynthia Cabrera. I'm President and Executive Director of the Smoke-Free Alternatives Trade Association and your host for the show. Today we welcome U.S. Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. Senator Johnson is Chairman of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee and also serves on the Budget, Foreign Relations, and Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committees. As Chairman of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, he recently wrote a letter to the FDA requesting information on how the regulations will impact small business. Senator Johnson, welcome to the show. Hello, Cynthia. Uh, Glad to be on with you. Thank you. So we have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to jump right into it. What prompted you to write the letter to the FDA? How does the letter tie into your role on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee? Well, I actually come from the business world. Uh, I'm, I'm an accountant by education, but uh, I spent 31 years in uh, plastics manufacturing for, for example, medical device packaging. So, you know, I understand the harmful effect of government relation, regulation on businesses' ability to expand and, and grow and create good-paying jobs. So first thing I did when I became chairman of the, the committee is I developed a mission statement for the committee. It's pretty simple, to enhance the economic and national security of America. And my committee really is two committees in one, Homeland Security, and then Governmental Affairs is like the House Oversight Committee. So we really have uh, oversight jurisdiction over the entire federal government. But on that side of the committee, we actually have a couple subcommittees, one on regulatory reform, one on trying to identify and eliminate duplicated programs and wasteful spending. So this really falls right under uh, our our, uh, jurisdictional, our, our oversight jurisdiction in terms of taking a look at the regulatory burden of the federal government and what you have right now with FDA uh, imposing or about to impose a, a pretty onerous regulation on the vaping industry that literally could you know, just wipe out hundreds of businesses. Uh, that's some pretty serious business. Uh, and so I, I'm just writing the FDA to ask questions about, did you consider the economic harm and effect of your proposed regulation? So... Tell me, was there anything else in the letter? And also, have you received any answers or any feedback as of today? And if you have, could you share it with us? Well, we've given the FDA till May 31st, so <laughs> trust me, they generally don't respond <laughs> earlier than uh, the requested date. Uh, but no, it really was asking the questions, have you fully considered this? Uh, on what basis uh, did you did you make the decision? If you get more information in terms of the effect of e-cigarettes, uh, the health effects, that type of thing, would you potentially reverse this? Um, again, just asking an awful lot of questions and, you know, kind of depending on the answers, we'll figure out what the next step would be. Okay. So in the state of Wisconsin, we have more than 20 businesses that are Safada members, and I'm not sure, uh, you may know that we represent more than 1,000 businesses throughout the U.S. All of them are small businesses, or most of them anyway, who, to put it mildly, have very deep concerns about the impact these regulations are going to have on their businesses. So have you heard from your state, from either businesses or consumers on this issue? Oh, we absolutely have. And again, they're, they're highly concerned about the survivability of their business. Uh, and they have every right to be concerned. So, no, we're, we're hearing about it, uh, you know, particularly when they saw me write this letter to the FDA. Uh, it did raise an awful lot of people's awareness, and I think they're appreciative of the fact that somebody's at least asking the questions from the FDA. In your letter, you name a specific business, Johnson Creek Vapor, who is was an initial founder of Safada, actually, and is a Safada member. 
Um, and they commented, as everyone does, that these regulations could put businesses out of business and hand the industry over to big tobacco. Is it your opinion that the government should be helping small businesses while helping to reduce public harm caused by smoking? Well, first of all, I think we all recognize that the federal government should have some regulatory uh, oversight over different areas of our economy. But, you know, bottom line, I, I'm not looking for the federal government to help people. I'm primarily looking at the federal government to get out of the way of entrepreneurs and people that are innovators that want to produce new products and services that we all value. So it's really more of the federal government getting out of the way and limiting its role to the things that it absolutely has to do. But, you know, particularly with this thing, uh, there are estimates that the uh, e-cigarette manufacturers have to spend a minimum of $330,000 per e-cigarette product and potentially dedicate 5,000 hours to complete the FD's new newly mandated pre-market applications. So you can understand on a small business, I mean, that kind of regulatory burden is just simply not uh, possible. I mean, you cannot survive under that kind of uh, enormous burden. Preaching to the choir. Um, the SBA, Small Business Administration, has said in reference to the deeming rule that the deeming rule does not discuss the qualitative or quantitative costs of the proposal on many potentially affected small entities. Moreover, given the extent of the anticipated costs of this proposal, the rule does not adequately consider or explain significant alternatives which accomplish the stated FDA objectives while minimizing the significant economic impact of the proposal on small entities. So for this reason, the SBA advocacy recommends that the FDA republish for public comment a supplemental initial regulatory flexibility analysis before proceeding with this rulemaking. Now, the FDA ignored this recommendation. What alternatives other than litigation are available to the 15,000-plus small businesses that are in this business and helping people switch over from smoking? First of all, they have to make their voices heard. Uh, you know, we... we do you, you know, we meet with constituents all the time. I can't tell you how important it is to exercise your First Amendment right to petition the government. So, you know, there's, the, this government is so massive. It is so complex. It, it's impossible for any uh, either staff member or member of Congress to even begin to contemplate, you know, in how many different ways and shapes and forms the federal government is uh, really putting and doing a lot, you know, putting businesses out of business and doing great, great amount of harm. So it's vital that uh, businesses let their voices be heard. You know, storm the hill. Contact your, your House member, your, your senators. Let them know what this kind of regulation is going to do to the people that work with you uh, tr trying to build a business and trying to produce products that, uh, you know, quite honestly can help people, for example, kick the habit of smoking, which we do know is harmful. So it's, it's really about informing members of Congress and the staff so they understand because I'm afraid – you know, the, the, the fourth branch of government, the regulatory agencies are completely out of control. And, and so it's just in, in vital. It's crucial to have uh, your voices be heard. It's refreshing to hear. Uh, what are the next steps for the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee? Well, it really will depend on how the FDA responds to this thing. Um, obviously, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create this level of public awareness. And I'm trying to encourage people to, to let their voices be heard. So I can't really say what my next step is going to be until FDA responds to my letter. Okay. Are hearings on this rulemaking something you might be considering? 
Oh, it's always an option. It's it's really kind of the, the, the primary power you have in Congress is holding hearings to raise public awareness. You know, as coming from the manufacturing background, I've solved a lot of problem. The first step in solving any problem is to properly define it, identify it, but admit you have it. And that's really the, the thing that I've, the goal of every hearing I ever hold is to highlight an issue, try and define the reality of a particular problem, and get at least members of my committee admitting they've got a problem. And, and hopefully, again, when we, when people let, when members of the industry let their voices be heard, it'll raise that awareness so that members of Congress realize that this is the kind of regulation that can put people out of work and put businesses uh, out of business. So if the FDA doesn't uh, satisfy the inquiry that you made, if they don't respond to the letter uh, the way we hope they will, would you be open to modifying the deeming rule through a legislative path? Yeah, again, well, basically we will gather the information. Uh, that's certainly one of the reasons you'd hold hearings is to get experts uh, you know, with the various viewpoints. And if we have to modify the rule legislatively, again, hopefully you can create the public awareness and get members of the committee and members of the Senate and the House understand that this is, this is going to be very harmful to, to real people. You know, people are going to lose their jobs, and is there a better way of approaching this that will not be so harmful? That would be great. Um, well, on that note, recently a number of your Senate uh, Democrat colleagues sent a letter to uh, commending the FDA for finalizing the deeming rule. Do you think that vaping has become a partisan issue? I, mean, I hope not. Uh, I always point out that you know, as Americans, we really do share the same goal. We all want a safe, prosperous, secure America, and that means we want safe products that uh, you know, people actually utilize. So again, I, I see there, there is definitely a role for the FDA in terms of uh, you know, ensuring safety, but these regulatory agencies can go way overboard, and that's what we just need to do is bring a little common sense into this thing and, and recognize all the consequences, intended and unintended consequences of some of these regulatory actions. Okay, well, finally, so what can the vaping community do on the Senate side? Most everyone is familiar, I hope, with H.R. 2058 and also with the Cole Bishop Amendment on the House side. Um, so what can the vaping community do on the Senate side to further support your efforts, meaning how can we help you, and where can people get information about your activities? Well, first of all, I hate to sound like a broken record, but let your voices <laughs> be heard. You know, come, you know, there's nothing more effective than a face-to-face -face meeting with your member of Congress or your senator. Incredibly effective. But writing letters, personalized letters, you know, not, not, not the form ones that I think uh, you know, often those things are, are more ignore, ignored, but individual letters, individual personal contact is incredibly effective. Um, certainly, if you, can, you can contact uh, my Senate uh, office, which is just ronjohnson.senate.gov. Also, our committee, which is the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee. I mean, all these types of things, you know, providing us the information. Uh, because people do, you know, I, I certainly keep track of every contact with our office. We log in, we, we you know, categorize in terms of what the uh, uh, viewpoint is of the constituent, and we keep track of that stuff, which does help us make decisions. You know, we, you, we do represent people, so you have to have your voices, let your voices be heard. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Senator Johnson. It was a pleasure having you on the show, and I want to thank everyone for joining us today. You can also visit safada.org to download this podcast as well as past shows, including our top 10 vapor facts, 
demystifying misconceptions about the vapor industry. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until our next show, this is Cynthia Cabrera. Thank you for listening.